0: what's up i know i'm crazy audience with naja hall so today i have an extra 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 special guest because you guys know this metamorphosis that i've been going through with this podcast right we started out talking about trauma and drama and mental illness but now we're talking about sustaining and maintaining and achieving balance and a lot of that comes from us you guys have heard me suggest all these books and i'm gonna show y'all some books as i brought them with me today for to show our guest because i think he might be a little impressed i don't know but i'm t- today i'm talking to josh livingston that's livingston is that jamaican are you, are you are you people from the islands is it you Livingston? Know, I, I
1: don't I, I don't know they may be i never really checked on that but it might <laughs> be it's possible it's, it's possible it's possible
0: so I wanted to have this conversation with Josh so that you all can hear and learn. And I'll be learning right along with you. So I want you to grab your pen and pad, just like me. I'm going to be writing stuff down. Josh is a, is a mental scientist, a mental scientist. Josh, can you tell the people what a mental scientist is?
1: I can. It's very simple. A mental scientist is a person who studies the spirit's effect on the mind and the mind's effect on physical phenomena in life really so
0: scientists so you study the mind's effect on the physical phenomena in our life yes so if we're thinking it we can become it or we can think ourselves out of it if you, you know what guys mm. go
1: ahead josh yes. yes if you are thinking it you are becoming it in that mm. moment in yes. that moment yeah, yes. one, we don't realize how quickly and immediately thoughts start to manifest. We don't realize how quickly it happens, especially okay. when it's emotional.
0: Emotional. And on that note, y'all, we're going to put a pause right here. We're going to jump into this dance break. You know that I know I'm crazy theme music that y'all love so much. So right after this dance break, I'm going to tell you all about Josh. And we're going to get deep, deep into this conversation. Go grab your pen and pad. Josh the Shaman is a mental scientist that studies the spirit's effect on the mind and the mind's effect on physical matter. We all want beautiful results in our lives, right? In our homes, in our worlds. But have we ever felt like there's an invisible villain holding us back? absolutely, And preventing us from living our best lives? <laughs> well, there's good and bad news, according to Josh the Shaman. There are invisible forces holding you back. But when you learn the basics of mental science, those invisible blocks become the very things that support you. That sounds like a lot. Because you're making it, you're making, you, what you're telling me, Josh, is I am in control of the things that happen to me, within me, for me, around me. But I don't Absolutely. feel like I'm in control though.
1: That's the thing. It doesn't feel like you're in control because just a gap in knowledge. It's just a gap in knowledge about what the mind does and how you function. So just like when we were kids, when we were kids, we didn't know what capabilities we really had. Mm-hmm. We just didn't mm-hmm. know. Right. So we you wouldn't call the child broken because he didn't know the capabilities that he had or she had. The right. child, the child actually exercises the ability. The children get anything they want. They see what they want so clearly, they are not mm-hmm. confused whatsoever, and they get it. So That's exactly how the mind works, no matter what age, no matter what race, no matter what anything else. That's just the way it works. So we do have power, but we may not have control over that power simply because we don't recognize.
0: So you said children are really good examples of beings that can do this. But you and I started off as children. People around us started off as children Mm -hmm. So somewhere. Uh, between then and now, something got lost in translation. What was that?
1: So what happens is when when we are, when a child is born, you I'm going to have to back up and explain a little bit about the conscious and subconscious. Mind. We
0: want to hear it. Yeah. I'm
1: going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to expand on it. Let's so go there. <laughs> we got two parts of our mind. It's called a conscious and a subconscious. Now, it's studies that have been done on the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind, here's some facts about the subconscious mind. All of us have it, by the way. And all of us are using, about, using the exact same subconscious mind to do these things. So I want to explain this. Number one fact about the subconscious mind, it cannot reject an idea. It cannot. The
0: subconscious mind cannot reject an idea.
1: It cannot reject good or
0: bad. Okay. good or bad.
1: Anything that the subconscious that is submitted to the conscious mind by a conscious thinker, it must accept it and move it into existence. So the second part that brings me to the second part. the second thing fact about the subconscious mind. the subconscious mind is the builder of the body. It's been confirmed. The subconscious mind builds the physical body.
0: Subconscious so mind physical. builds a physical body. Who confirmed that? What's so, the source?
1: So when you look at the there's there's studies at MIT, there's studies at um there's also studies at Harvard, there's studies done by Joe Dispenza and some of his colleagues. If you look into if you look into the studies on, and so many studies on subconscious mm-hmm, mind, mm-hmm. but yeah. when you actually go into those studies, you'll find. The subconscious mind reads the the contents of sealed envelopes. The the subconscious mind can find unibombers. It can find planes that have been lost for a long time. It can literally see into vaults and and see exactly how much money is there. The subconscious Mm. mind has the ability to do that. Now, it's guided by the conscious mind. So let's back to that question. What happened when we were kids? When we were kids, we just had a subconscious mind. We didn't have a conscious mind. It wasn't developed. So the subconscious mind accepts anything from its environment. Okay. So after a while, the child starts to receive ideas from mom, ideas from dad, ideas from whoever's there at the moment. The
0: media, friends,
1: Don't teachers. matter what it is. Don't matter what it is. The kid is receiving everything. So what ends up happening is we start to accept these ideas, whatever they are, as reality. So that moves into our physical reality and creates our circumstances. Mm-hmm. So it, so this is the reason why you'll see a child following the path of the mom and dad almost unconsciously. It's almost as if it just happens because it does. So then when we grow up, we get a little bit older, our conscious minds develop. So now we have two minds. So we don't want to be this way. We know we don't want to be this way. Now we can see. Now we know. We know we don't want to be this way. We know what we should be doing. We know what we want to do. But here's the problem. The subconscious mind is the one that moves the body, not your head.
0: The subconscious mind is the one that moves the body.
1: The subconscious mind moves the body. So anybody who's trying to create a new circumstance in a household, anybody who's trying to create a new circumstance in their lives, what you have to do, is you have to submit a new program to the subconscious mind. And that's what I help people do with mental science.
0: Okay. So Mm -hmm. we have to submit a new, and I know I'm repeating everything you say just for my own edification and just so everybody Mm -hmm. out there can get it. We have to submit a new program. Basically, you're telling your mind like, hey, listen, I know this thing here exists. It's been helping us. It's been feeding us. It's been moving us forward for during our lives now. But we know we don't like this. So now we got to give you some new information.
1: Exactly exactly so the way it works is first we get knowledge it's the information that comes in that goes to our conscious mind now the mistake that we make is thinking since we know it we know it but we don't so you ever you ever you know something and you don't do it you don't know
0: yeah (laughs) oh like i know i should be eating right but i don't do it so that means i don't know it it, but i feel like i know it i I just don't you you know it
1: right you know it here but it's not in your body yet in the habit, right? So those
0: cheeseburgers and that vodka still in my body. (laughs) So So
1: you know how it is. It's not easy to change that. It's not easy at first to change that, but you can, and all you gotta do, this is the key, this is the key. It is your mental diet. So before you can physically diet, you need to mentally diet.
0: Okay, Okay. I like this. So
1: when, when you mentally diet, what it means is, what thoughts would a person, what thoughts would the version of yourself think if you were the weight and the body type that you wanted to be? What would you think?
0: And I you would,
1: wanna, how I would you wake guess. up? How would you wake
0: I, up? Well, first, I would take all the images of like the negativity out of my head. I stopped so- scrolling social media first thing in the morning because that's mm-hmm. not good. Um, I would I would literally visualize visualize myself just jumping up out of the bed brushing my teeth putting my clothes on and running outside to the gym before I okay. got involved in my day because once I get my day started it's hard to break away
1: and I get that I get that I think Now that's
0: one of the things I would do
1: now here, here's what you just explained and this is a com- this is a common thing you explain what you would do to get there Yeah you didn't explain how you would be if you were already there.
0: Oh, shit, if I do that, then
1: I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> so, so this is what happens. We got an image of ourselves in our minds and you got an image of yourself in your mind right now. Mm-hmm. So if you wake up in the morning and you do this in your first and you walk to the mirror where you brush mm-hmm. your teeth, look at your body while you brush your teeth, your brand new body. And My see brand new body. Your brand new body.
0: How am I supposed to visualize that when I'm in the current form though?
1: First, when you first work, uh, walk out of bed, wake up wake up out of bed, the very first thing you do is visualize your definite aim.
0: Mm-hmm. First,
1: you can become grateful, but you, then you become grateful for the thing that you want. And you so do that. That means
0: for some of us, we want a new body. Some of us, we want a spouse. Some of us, we mm-hmm. want mental health some mm-hmm. people want a new house new job so whatever it is you're saying i have to wake up and visualize myself in or being that thing right exactly
1: exactly and you want to feel you want the key is the subconscious mind response to feeling and thought together
0: feeling and thought okay
1: so the the thing that has the most feeling you think thinking about the most conscious So you wanna feel what it feels like. So what you're doing when you do this, Mm. you're practicing, you're practicing. Your brain, here's a fact about the brain. The brain expresses the mind, okay? But it Mm -hmm. is not the mind. The brain expresses it. So when your brain, when you start to feel what's going on in your brain is, your brain is sending off a signal that says, I am this right now. Doesn't, it, it can't choose. So when your brain sends off a signal that I am this, the next thing that happens is you behave that way. You exercise that way. You eat that way. You think that way. It just doesn't Ultimately,
0: work. I start to pe- become that thing because I become it. So you how does it. a person I love the idea um, and let's just use. I say, oh my God, I want to live. I have four kids and I want all of my kids to have their own bedroom. But right now we only have the one bedroom apartment, but I want mm-hmm. a four or five bedroom house. Yeah. If I've never experienced it and I don't know how it feels, yes, then how am I supposed to um
1: good question take my mind there? Very good question. So this is when it's very important to go to those you want to be in and sit in them you got to go to open houses you gotta to go to those places and sit there you gotta go and be in those neighborhoods and meet those kind of people because those are your neighbors right mm. you have to go and experience those things Just the like- shop. <laughs> yeah, you gotta <better> speak this <laughs> it's like if you go to a buffet, and you taste, you never tasted something before, you got to taste it to see if you like or dislike it so that when you go home, you might want to try that. If -hmm. you go to a restaurant, you buy a dish that you never had before, you might want to try to recreate that in your own way at home. But you can't do that if you never tasted it. Right. Right. So you got to go and actually taste it. Now, at first, it's going to be uncomfortable. Because Mm -hmm. we're comfortable where we're comfortable. And that could be sad. Yeah, you're going to feel like you don't
0: belong. I I don't belong here. I don't deserve to be here. Where are those thoughts coming from, though, that make us feel like we don't belong?
1: Those those worthless thoughts come from Mm -hmm. the past environment. It usually comes from childhood. If your parents felt worthless themselves in some way, in any way right? Doesn't matter how it is. If they felt it in any way, even if it was subconscious, even if they never said it, you as a child have to, since you're only a subconscious mind, pick up on it. Remember the, remember the rule. The subconscious mind cannot reject a thought or a feeling. So you pick this up and you carry it with you through life and you got these ideas. I need to be uh, this body weight with this amount of money And my family has to look exactly like this perfect in order for Mm. me to feel worthy of anything. It's just not true. It's just not true. You have to practice what it feels like to be worthy. You just have to you have to practice it. Now, here's a challenge. Since we already got programmed in childhood. That th- those thoughts they kind of network together. So imagine, like, uh, just imagine that they network together and they become like an entity in a way, right? Mm. These, these neural pathways and the brain is neural pathways, but just imagine right. that it's network together it's a ball of them. Mm-hmm. They have momentum, they got momentum. So that means you only got to think a little bit about it and it brings up all these emotions. You ever uh, had an experience?
0: Oh, absolutely. That's mm-hmm. what you know. That's why we take Zoloft and we teach ourselves stop words and we try to not ruminate. And, you know, people have CBT for those of us that are counselors. Like, yeah, we try to those freaking thoughts. But one thing I know is that was it you that said this? It could, I think it was you or maybe a book or something I was reading. Let me know if this was you, though. Did you say thoughts have mass? thoughts yes. or energy okay so that was yes. you that was y'all what? listen yes. i be quoting cool josh and i listen to him so much i forget what he like
1: <laughs> yes so
0: yes. i'm gonna and i want you to correct me but i'm gonna try to repeat it because when you said it i was like damn mm. how much dead weight are we all carrying around because we don't really and i might just let josh so josh <sighs> i was watching one of his tiktok videos and i'm gonna share all of his links below so that we can all go and follow his page and spam him with love um He said, your thoughts have, thoughts are energy and energy produces weight. Weight is mass. He's like, your thoughts have mass. Hmm. And I'm just like, oh my God. I think I repeated that to one of my clients last week. Mm -hmm. You know, just these repetitive negative thoughts and yes. I was just like, you know, yes. thinking about it. Yes. Um, and I realized like there's. I bought a couple of books to show the audience and oh my God, guys, I forgot to tell y'all this, but if you are listening, you could have been watching us this whole time, y'all. So this is, you guys can go to my YouTube or Facebook or Instagram and all, all these places and watch this. But one of my favorite books, I just started reading this. It's quickly becoming one of my favorite. The Body Keeps the Score. And Brain, Mind, and Body um, in the Healing of Trauma. And the yeah. whole book just talks about how our body can produce these physical manifestations. Sometimes they look like tumors. Sometimes they look like a mental breakdown. Sometimes they, they, they look like anger. So can you just finish that thought? Cause I know I probably butchered a little bit. No,
1: you said you did really well with that. (laughs) You did really well with that. That was good because you're saying exactly how it is. As soon as when a thought festers and stays when it's unhealthy an unhealthy thought is any negative thought and what is a negative thought a thought that just makes you feel bad any thought that makes you feel bad I don't care what the thought is if it festers if it festers and it stays there it must manifest in a body
0: it's going to take root like a plant it It has has to to
1: it has to So that means it becomes part of you it becomes a part of you. Now you can reverse this, but you can't reverse it. Here's the challenge. You can't reverse it by saying, get rid of it, go away, go away. You have to actually turn your attention away from it and focus on something that will replace it.
0: How do you do that, Josh? How, how, how?
1: Good. So let's get into some real details on how to do it. So a couple things that you can do. Number one, you want to write down Every single thought that is a limiting belief that comes up in your mind. You want to sit down and just be by yourself. Don't have a phone there. Don't have, uh, don't, don't, do not have a phone there. Don't have anybody else there. Close the door, lock the door. Stay there and say, let me write down all of the experiences that come up in me while I'm in this room by myself and wait for the mm. challenging emotions because we don't like to sit by ourselves. So once you sit by yourself, let these emotions and let these experiences come up and then get a pen and write it down. What are these beliefs and what are these feelings I'm feeling right now? Now, Mm -hmm. after you write down the feelings that come up, the important part is this. You have to go back through this list, cross out the lie. You have to call it a lie because you're retraining your brain here. The lie is anything that makes you feel bad. So cross Mm -hmm. out the lie and you write a statement that feels more true, but it's a good feeling. True. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give an example. I'm going to give an example. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. These are challenges that I struggle with myself. So I wrote down, I'm not enough. Now, what I do, I get a red pen and I strike out. I put a line right through the middle of that statement at the right below that statement. I say, I'm more than enough. I always have been. And I remember myself in childhood. So when I was a, when I was a kid, when we were kids, we know that children are so worthy, so loving, so caring, so open. They're worth everything in the world. I have to remember that I was that. So as I remember that I'm writing down, I am more than enough and I always have been. So when you write that down and you remember this, you're reversing the thought. Now you do it and when you write it, you write it ten times. Now I will write it a hundred times if I was you. Hmm. <laughs> I'll write it ten times just to start off. But as many times, fill up a page with "I'm I'm worthy. I'm worthy. I'm worthy." So and ultimately,
0: what, what you're saying is you're starting to replace this, as we call them, cognitive distortion. You're you're placing this cognitive distro- distortion, and you're doing a restructuring exercise. You're literally restructuring you are literally restructuring
1: restructuring the so, brain.
0: Okay. I like that. So you're saying I like doing physical activities to combat okay. thoughts. You know, I like that because yeah. it's because uh, it's hard. It's easy to think yourself into a depression It is or a cry or to call somebody up and be nasty to them. Like we literally do this from thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, My question. So I want to go back a little bit. So you said um we can't reject subconscious. How did you say it? Like we can't subject subconscious. The thoughts.
1: subconscious mind is not able to reject the thought you give it.
0: Okay. Okay. So I want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. I want to talk. The subconscious mind is not able to reject the thought. That feels very bad. Cause that means if I hear all this, if I'm walking down the street, for example, and people on either side of the street are like, "Naja, you're ugly. You're never going to make it. You're not going to, no one's going to listen to this podcast. My mind is taking all of this crap in. That feels very bad. So you're telling me that this stuff has to seep into my subconscious
1: here's the trick. okay here's the trick. it doesn't have to because you now have a conscious mind so let's talk about the conscious mind really quick the conscious mind is the part of the mind that can accept or reject it's the part of the mind that chooses it's the part of the mind that chooses what stays and what goes this part of the mind is where your will is the prefrontal cortex is okay. what chooses. So when you hear a thought, this is hard to do because you got to mm-hmm. detect it in the first place. Yeah. Right. You got to you got to be able to hear it and see it coming before it comes. And this is where practice comes in in the morning. Uh-huh. You practice that. But When mm. a thought comes in, an old thought comes in that you already wrote down, and you know it. It's like I know you come up through the day. I, I hear you come up in my mind today. When it comes right. up this time, you can say. That's actually not true. That's even, not true. And you can say, even if it is true, there's another thing that is true that I like more. So you're not—you don't even have to deny the thought not being true because that mm-hmm. may be too resistant for you. You may not be able to really—you
0: know, might really not be ready it. for all of that yet. Yeah, you yeah. may not be ready for
1: that. So you yeah. can, say, hey, although that may be true to some degree, there's another truth. That supersedes this one. I actually am worthy and I always have been because I remember when I was a kid, I look at children around and I know they're worthy and I know I was like that. So I must still be like that
0: Mm. in some
1: way, shape, form or fashion. You don't even have to know exactly. But the goal goal here, you just want to feel a bit better about it. Right. Just a little. So don't try to change everything in the world all, all at once. Feel a little bit better Every single day, all throughout the day, and here's what I do. My girl Hannah taught me taught me this. She started setting alarms every hour through the day. I said, that's what? a good idea because you can't trust the memory. The memory is gonna be lax. <laughs> it's gonna be relaxed. So, so,
0: so she sets I, alarms
1: every hour, every hour to remind herself to feel what she wants to feel through a day.
0: I am worthy. I I'm deserve. Worthy the career life relationship. I want just basically whatever.
1: Yes. Anything. Every hour. Now here's the key. Try I, I, wanna, that. I do have to say this. I got to put this in here. You okay. cannot do two or th- you can't do two at once. You have to do one at a time.
0: Like, like one per hour.
1: One, one idea at a time. So let me right. give you an example. You have to have one definite aim. If okay. you have two aims, it's too much. Just think like that Two aims overload
0: your brain is going to be like, girl, you don't even believe it. It's like, come on now. So it's too much. I gotcha.
1: I gotcha. Two aims is too much. Keep okay. it simple. Just do one. Now, what I would recommend is do the one that will make the biggest difference and is the hardest to do. Reason why. If, because anybody can do one thing. Yeah. Anybody can do one thing. You could be happy for one second. You can be happy for 10 seconds. You can do that. You can do that without even having any external stimulus, right? Right. You want to practice feeling good for no reason. A lot of times we get we get attached to external stimuli to make us feel some kind of a way. Mm. Uh uh-huh. Detach the feeling, the control of feelings from external stimulus. Just right. sit there and say, "Can I feel love without thinking about who I love or why I love them?" Can I just feel it? Can and just sit, just sit here and you can breathe. You can it. Do it right now. You could even do it right now. Let's try it. Just close your eyes and breathe a couple times. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe, in. breathe out. Now watch the word love appear before your eyes. Just see it. See it in color. See it in purple. See it big. See it small. See it any way you want to see it. See that word. And now just feel what the word is. Just feel it. Just feel it. Just feel it. Just feel it. Let your body feel. Let your body feel. Let your body feel. Love, 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 love. Okay. Now open your eyes. How do you, do you feel a little different right now?
0: Absolutely, do
1: just a little bit.
0: I uh, literally, you know, just a little bit. I not more than just a little bit, though. There we because go. Because really quick, I was and I was like, you know, because one thing you said, don't think about who makes you feel loved, like not a person. Mm-hmm. So I made sure because you put that disclaimer right there that I didn't think about a person. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I felt cool air. It, I smelled flowers. I, mm-hmm. you know, it felt like a sense of peace. So I guess
1: you there know, for goes. me,
0: the first thing that I um, think of connect love to for me is peace. I don't know. You know, every we all have our different definitions. Everybody
1: different, but, but it yes. feels good, right? It felt good. So so imagine this. Imagine if because you didn't have anything to make you peaceful. It did. Like true. you didn't. You weren't on. The, the open ocean at a beach, no. there. you weren't in meditation position and lotus posture in a temple. You just breathed and saw love and felt it, right? Yes. It's very simple. We do not have to overcomplicate this. If you practice that feeling more often than you practice the other feelings you felt, it will come a day. Now, you got to be persistent. It will come a day when that will be your dominant feeling. It'll be the default. What you want is you want to raise your default feeling. What I mean by that is if circumstances happen and you can't remember to feel, if you've been practicing this love feeling, you'll notice.
0: It's a habit, things, right? It's just going gonna... to be a
1: habit. Certain right. things happen in your environment. And when we, when things happen, chaotic things happen, we fall to our default.
0: Yes. So oh you, my goodness. Yes.
1: You want peace to be a default. Mm-hmm. You won't love to be a default. It's just you fall back on it naturally. So that's we're having to retrain
0: friends. our our patterns because, like you said, from childhood, that's probably where most of us. I I I firmly don't believe none any of us made it out of childhood okay. We all walked away with something, even if you had a, a wonderful, a yeah. textbook good childhood. You came out of it with something out of. You way. came out with
1: something, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And so I know that we develop these patterns of coping and, and of being
1: mm-hmm. from
0: number one is a coping mechanism. Number two, like you said, uh, from the people that raised us from our environment, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally understand what you mean when you say we have these patterns. This is, yes. this is your default. This because our patterns are our safe space. Yeah. But yeah. really, are they really safe, y'all? If your They're pattern custom. is every time somebody crosses you, you're cussing them out. Is that really safe? Is that how you want to be? No. As Josh said earlier, you don't. You know you don't want to be like this, but you just don't know how. So now he just taught us how the work that we can begin to do, rather, to to change that pattern. <laughs> Does your partner share kids with a loony? Are your stepkids driving you up a wall? Is your partner failing miserably at setting boundaries? Well, VIP Stepmom is where you need to be. We're an exclusive private community just for stepmoms, and we'd love for you to join our tribe. Each month, our members enjoy private conversations, podcasts, expert workshops, a subscription to Stepmom Magazine, and monthly live Zoom meetings. If you're ready to join a diverse community that is committed to making sure you live your best life, visit VIP Stepmom today. We'll save a seat for you. VIP, VIP, Stepmoms, that's you and me. I have a question, though. Mm-hmm. We, a lot of parents listen to this podcast, whole bunch okay. of parents. Some are single parents, some are divorced, some are married, you know, just parents. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that we know is that the people that put those um, thoughts there, that implanted these from the very beginning, are the people that are responsible for nurturing us, grooming us, raising us, take care, taking care of us. Yeah. What happens when you have one parent that is, and for lack of a better word right now, I'm going to say a healthy parent, meaning okay. they're trying to do these positive affirmations with their children. Mm-hmm. Um, they're making them feel worthy. They're teaching them all the things, but then they have another parent, the other parent that is literally because of their unconscious bias, because of their own feeling of unworthiness, they think they're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. You know, in- instead of them telling their son, you can be anything in the world. They tell their kid, you need to be realistic. You're only 5'4". You- you're not going to be taller than 5'10". You're never going to play basketball. You know, mm-hmm. this parent is literally working within their own perceived limitations. Mm-hmm. How the heck is the healthy parent supposed to um, help this child that's kind of caught with these two very opposing thoughts?
1: This is That's a very, very good question. I'm happy that you actually asked that. That is an incredible question. That's an incredible question.
0: We need an incredible answer too.
1: Yeah. And and, (laughs) you know we have
0: one though.
1: (laughs) It's probably gonna be more simple than you think.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: It's always simple. I want y'all to realize that too. It's always simple. It is not complicated. It is simple. It's simple, but it's difficult to continually apply. So here's the here's the here's the beautiful part about that subconscious mind we talked about. I want you to understand a few things. Number one, a positive, beautiful feeling. Since it's more fundamental to nature, if you look in nature, everything is just harmonious, beautiful. That's our fundamental nature. It carries more power. It carries a stronger vibration. So the best way to show your child the truth is to be that truth. Even okay, true. so what I mean by that is, you tell your your child you can do anything. It's another parent who says, "Oh, you can't do that." Well, guess what they're gonna guess what the kids gonna do? The kids work from observation, as we know, monkey yeah. see, monkey do, right?
0: Yeah. If yeah. they
1: see you doing things that seem to be impossible on a regular basis, what's gonna capture their attention? The person who's changing, developing growing in peace or the is not growing but believes in limitation the kid is mm. gonna watch the movement yeah he always watches the movement it's like that they won't say it but they watch the movement and right. they make choices on who they want to be like they're so, like i want to assimilate to this one because that you know
0: this it, parent's it, life looks a little bit easier this one looks like constant better. struggling chaos
1: yeah so they 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 pick up Like, for instance, when I was a kid, I saw my dad had and I I was very aware as a child just because um, I I feel like I had to wake up really early because my dad was a Muslim. My mom was a Christian. So there was. Oh, it was massive conflict in the house. So my dad, which when my mom was away, would take me to the side and try to teach me certain things about Islam and, and Quran. And try to teach me that the other one was wrong. While my mom was there, my dad was gone, my mom is teaching me about the Bible and how this is correct versus the other one. So, the reason I say that that's important, I had a massive conflict. This is such a massive conflict. It was a massive conflict. So what does it, and I'm, I remember being three, four, five years old, just wanting love from both parents and I couldn't get it. Because if I love this one, I'm against this one. And if You're I love-
0: betraying me, the other one. I'm yeah.
1: The other they one. had so you
0: in it. this invisible loyalty bind. And- yes.
1: So that was my childhood. That was my childhood. So guess what it made me do? Fine. I just wanted this. I just wanted to be unity. I don't know why I did this. I do know it was a subconscious mind, but I didn't consciously know why I did this. Right. I just went inside and I said, mm. what's true? Because if I, I I didn't say this explicitly, but this was the subconscious idea. What's actually true? Because maybe if I find out what's actually true, they may just come together here. Mm. That's I took on the responsibility, which you
0: had the whole responsibility of, I these felt that.
1: Grown, of I felt bringing that.
0: these grown folks to the center.
1: I felt that. Now, as I grew up and I paid attention and I became aware, I had to drop off the responsibility. Eventually, I knew I wasn't responsible for my mom and my dad, which is hard hard to do. That That is very difficult. But in the process, I saw certain things in my dad. My dad was a lover. He cared. He cared. And he really believed he was doing the correct thing. I'm going to tell you all a story. I got in a car accident. We got in a car accident, me, my mom, my sister, and my brothers. When I was 10 years old, it was a day before my birthday, okay? Mm-hmm. And it was, I, we got hit by a metro, you know, the big big, big metro buses. A city bus? Metro, a, a city bus Oh, T-boned our, our, our uh, vehicle, He boned it. Now, in that moment, we are in total shock. And I, I'll never forget this. My mom said, thank God. Thank God that we've been praying and that we are safe because we all were safe. I had stitches, this is where I got this scar from. I got this scar, it was my face was open, completely. So crazy experience. So my mom said, thank you. Thank you for us praying. My dad is Russian. He's a lover, he's Russian. Yeah, Leo. I don't know if y'all know what that means. Leo's oh, got these yeah. big hearts Ooh, yeah. He's like loving his face. He's driving. And I remember he get there. I have never experienced so much absolute awareness and concern from my dad in my life. Mm, and and your face is
0: open at this point.
1: My face if is you're just...
0: Concerned, you're yeah.
1: I don't. At the time, I got so much adrenaline going through my body, I don't know my face is open. So I'm just looking oh, for God. my mom and seeing if everybody okay. I was in shock. Yes. My dad comes. And I'll never forget this. He said, he said, I'm happy. We said, we we said this. I'm happy that we prayed. My dad says, what makes you think I wasn't praying too? And when he said that, I had a my mind split. I didn't know how to answer the question. And, And so in that moment, I got chills through my body right now. Just explaining it. Because when he said that I realized that I had been judging him, and, and I had been judging him. and I had I, that day I had to stop judging him and I had to start forgiving him because mm. he was he loved us. He loved us. He didn't it feel like
0: he loved with an intensity and a passion that sometimes could have been um, a bit thicker than what could permeate a 10 year old or a child's brain.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, when I experienced that, this is, this all goes back to that one point, the same point. I knew, I knew at first I want to be like more like my mom than my dad. Cause he got issues.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In that moment,
1: in that moment, I got to see his heart and I said, hold on. He loves too. I think we all pretty much the same. We just love <laughs> and then I came to that conclusion. Now that's a child's brain. I was 11 at the time, but I mean that's a child's brain. That's that was from. I mean, you
0: got some 60 year olds, Joshua, that are not able to to put that together. So that's amazing that you were able to do that. I'm very at such grateful. Young age.
1: I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful. Everybody has gifts, right? Everybody has gifts, and they're born with different gifts. I'm very grateful that I was born with an awareness.
0: Yeah, uh, and it hyper came. Awareness too. It was a
1: hyper awareness because I sincerely wanted to. You know, it was just love. I wanted my parents to be together, so I looked for truth, and I never stopped. So anything that I didn't know, I would keep it in the back of my mind, and then I would just go through life looking for not confirmation, but the you know, let's see, is this right? I would keep things sometimes for four or five years in my brain. We're that always I looking for little checks
0: issue. and balances. You know, right. we put those making those little mental notes. Mm-hmm. Were you ever able to communicate? the massiveness of that moment with your parents in a way that they could understand
1: they were i'm gonna be real they could never understand it (laughs) (laughs) they could never understand it because it was one of those moments that were just so internal and so it was just internally transformative it shifted my mind and i talked to my dad uh i talked to my dad since then i talked to my mom I'm, I'm a very lone wolf kind of independent person now, but yeah. I love my parents, but I understood, I started to understand them and I detached my identity from my parents. I didn't Ooh. need, I didn't need them to be my identity. That is where the healing happened for me. Yes. In, in a lot of ways. I said, these people, these are two human beings. Now kids will eventually, if, if one parent is aware enough, now neither one of my parents were very aware. Mm-hmm. But it, and that worked to my advantage, so I want you, I want to point that out. That actually worked okay. to my advantage. But when there is a parent that's aware, kids are so aware and so attentive that they pick up on what they want and what they don't. Remember, kids mm-hmm. are just—they know exactly what they want. They're they're not unclear by mm-hmm. any stretch of the. Day. And they respond to love. They respond to love. It's so when crazy you love, that
0: you say that. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. When you love a kid. That kid is going to respond. Just basic response. They're going to respond to you Mm -hmm. because of the love. It's not it's not so up here. They really can't even process all of it. They don't know what's possible, what's not possible, but they do feel love. And when they feel that and they hear a parent say you can do it and they feel the love that goes with it, guess what? The subconscious mind responds to emotional thoughts
0: because it cannot reject an idea so yes Ah.
1: so even if you're not saying it as a parent that kid's receiving it they're receiving it just by you feeling it and believing it and knowing Mm -hmm. it to be true they're receiving it and it comes out in everything you do everything you do whether you Mm -hmm. want it to or not the kid knows they can see everything so mm. they pick, they pick up on all the mannerisms, the small ways that you tuck them into the bed, books that you intentionally read them. I remember my grandma. My grandma, just another story. My grandma, <laughs> this is the most incredible thing. I did not get. I got. I was a C and D student. In okay. School. <laughs> I wasn't good at all. I was like, I need to get it out. It wasn't here. your
0: thing. Yeah.
1: Thing. now my grandma. Now the thing is. I would have, I watched my brothers and sisters go through some of the same, my brothers mainly go through some of the same things. And he took on an identity that he wasn't smart. Okay. But, and he went through the same, he went through the same thing as me. I said, why was I different? And I remember my grandma would whisper in my ear over and over again. She just kept saying this before I even knew what the word meant. She said, You're my little genius. You're my little genius you're a genius, you're a genius. I didn't know what a genius was, but she kept saying, you're a genius. You're a little she genius boy. She
0: programmed you.
1: She programmed me on purpose. My grandma was a, she was a mental scientist. She knew what she was doing. This is where I learned my stuff from, by the way, is my grandma. Mm-hmm. She programmed my mind. And I remember feeling like, yeah, I am a genius.
0: <laughs>
1: and, grandma and said my, I am. My, and I just felt it. And I remember teacher's telling me like he need an IEP. He need to be on medication. I was like, uh, no, I'm a genius.
0: My grandma said I'm a genius.
1: So I I just felt that kids are the same way. They pick up on the love vibration. Now my parents remember unconscious parents, they didn't say that to me. I wasn't with my grandma all the time. I was with my grandma this much at a time. But she impacted me more because of love. How was
0: she able? Love. I was going to say, how was she love. able, when you're with your parents 24 hours a day, you're with your grandma once a week,
1: love. Love. Love it's- is love, love. covers a multitude of sins or mistakes or missing a mark. You're missing a mark if you think you're not smart or you're not a genius. It's, that's yeah. missing a mark. She hit it on the head. Every child is a genius if you just watch them. They do something that's beyond. You just cannot Absolutely. explain. Absolutely. Every single child. So that's what my, that is what my grandma did for me. When my grandma did that, I realized that it came to fruition later on in my life, me becoming a mental scientist, me having these profound thoughts, me being able to help people from depression to now having a sustained, stable mindset. I'm watching these words of my grandma come out in me. And I just got my grandma to think. I'm like, thank you, grandma. You called me a genius this whole time. Now I'm helping people. Yeah, so, yeah it's an incredible thing you can do that for your kids too
0: Ooh, you can do that. I think we're gonna have to make that one a whole sound bite just by itself because that's the <laughs> like, that's the answer that's, that's the answer. like literally that's the one to do so let's talk about shamanism and what it means you are just a shaman and yes. I've seen the word used many times before but for those of us that are ignorant to like exact definition what does a shaman mm. do
1: now I, when you say exact def- definition I'm gonna tell you Definitions get very, they get different when you actually become a shaman or um, whatever you are, shamanism specifically. So what shamanism really is, is one who guides others through the invisible realm. Mm. It's, It's almost as if this is how, this is my inner experience. Okay. My, just how, you know, your house. You walk into your house and you know where things are and you know yeah. where, you know, where the couch is. You can think in your mind right now, what's in the refrigerator right now. You know, every part of that place, right? Yeah. Just like that. I understand and walk the mind, the mental and spiritual realm the same way. Mm. So it's just like furniture. It's just like rooms. I can literally, if we just do, if we do one-on-one sessions, that's what I do when I do one-on-one sessions, I can have you close your eyes and walk you through places. In your own mind. And I know where they are. I can, I know where they are. We can just walk there. I can show you the left and show you, see it, you get perspective because it's literally just a realm of reality. So Mm -hmm. that's what a shaman is. And um, the mind, the mind is very much so the invisible realm. So when you walk the mind, you'll realize it's infinite. It's infinite. It's vast, but it has structure to it. And a shaman walks you through that structure. Mm -hmm.
0: So we're saying that the mind has structure. And you know, I I always go back to these negative thoughts because I see that there's so many people that are led by these negative thoughts. They see these negative thoughts as they've literally become like a physical manifestation in their own minds. Like, I can't. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a wall. These -hmm. physical thoughts become a wall. And so Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you are in the process of walking people around and through that. Around that crap so something you talk a lot about on your page and i've seen this you know we all talk about the law of attraction right we attract these good and bad we attract i've seen poems i've seen t-shirts <laughs> my goodness but can you give us josh's take on the law of attraction i can't i'm I happy see- you asked that yes I'm happy yes. you
1: asked that thank you for asking that because it's an important thing to address especially from a mental science perspective because um, what we get mistaken is we think that we can just use the law of attraction. And what law of attraction is, is simply like attracts like. Let's just start there. Like right. attracts like. That's, what, that's what the law of attraction is. Very mm-hmm. simple. But the application of the law of attraction is what's challenging. So a lot of people read this, uh, watch The Secret a while back, a long time ago. Yeah. They listen to to Abraham Hicks or they listen Uh to, you know, the the law of attraction teachers. So when you listen to those, when you listen to the law of attraction teachers, a lot of times they're just telling you, you attract what you are. That's obvious. But how do I apply this? So I want to explain there are laws. There are a few laws that come right before the law of attraction. First law is the law of I am. That is the first law. You are before you are anything else. So before you can say I'm a genius, I must be first. I just am before I am a genius. That's the very first law. So another way to explain that law is called the law of vibration or the law of feeling. Okay, so. When you feel something, let's say you got an idea that you want to manifest and you say, I'm going to use law of attraction, but you use the law of attraction. You got the dream board on the wall. You, 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 you know, you're doing what they tell you to do. And it's not Mm. coming in. The reason why it's not coming in is because you have to apply the law of vibration and creation first. So first you have to create a seed that can even attract. Mm. So so what we what we don't understand is if you want to create a business or you want to attract the best business. Right. First thing you got to do is you got to see the image in your head and flood it with energy. And I'm talking intense energy. Mm. This is what this is why. And I always say this. I, I always admired my mom, my grandma and just the feminine energy in general, because the feminine energy is just the most attractive and most magnetic energy. It's so easy to be magnetized toward the feminine energy. Well, I realized that that's just creation. When you you really love your daughter or your son, you have an explosive experience in your body about what what they're going to become and what you see them as. It's explosive. So most people miss that explosion. Okay. That explosion is a creation of a seed. So okay. you can't use law that of attraction moment unless you gotta you create gotta that moment, you gotta create it, and I'm talking intense emotion now. After you create that intense emotion and you declare that's where I'm going, I'm getting that, and I'm talking with no lack of clarity at all. You know mm-hmm. exactly what you're getting because you know what you don't want, usually it come from one of those moments, right? Uh-huh. Oh, but yeah. This, I'm going there, I'm not going to where that's where I'm going. When you do that there's so much energy that goes into that thought that it lights up. It's just That's like a that seed. That's
0: explosive moment.
1: That's the explosive moment. That's just like the seed up, mm-hmm. breaking out and finally growing that first root. Now, after, you don't have to keep saying, what, what is it? What it say? Do not do vain repetitions like the heathens do. That's what they say in the Bible. It means don't mm-hmm. keep repeating that process. Now, fertilize the seed. Fertilizing the seed mean just feel good about it. Feel good about it. Play with it. Feel what it would feel like (laughs) if you had it. Feel it. Visualize.
0: Become it. Slide into it.
1: It's those feelings. So the law of attraction is always working regardless if we know it's working or not. But the challenge is first creating the experience. And then secondly, we lose track of our thoughts all day. We lose Mm. track of how we feel all day. Check oh, how many times, check how many times you intended to feel so good today, and then all through the day you just let somebody take you off your off your uh your square off your horse, right? Ooh. That is attraction. That's attraction. And we are attracting on accident the majority of the day. So what's hard to do in the beginning to use law of attraction is you have to sustain your focus. And you can't focus on the image all day but it's the feeling that you sustain. Feeling. It is the yeah. feeling. Now, the general feeling is, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You don't even have to know what you're thankful for. Just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And what's going on is, since you already germinated the seed, that seed is getting that energy, whether you know it's there or not. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can start that right now. As If you just start saying thank you, You've already created so many things for yourself that you don't even know you created. Wow. You've already Thank created- you,
0: thank you, thank you,
1: thank, thank you. you. Just yeah. being thankful. Mm. Do this, do this repetitively for, I'm going to say, if you do this repetitively for 20 to 1 days, just the habit, those habit days, mm-hmm. no matter how many times you lose, you get off your footing, it's fine. Just, you go, it's going to happen. Just come back to it when you realize. And just say, thank you, thank you, thank you as deeply as you can. Do that for 21 days. You're going to manifest things that you didn't even know you wanted. You'll get things in your life that you've always wanted and you never realized you wanted it. Because you created it a long time ago. It just needed to germinate. It just needed the fertilization.
0: What you water grows. Yes. And you... So practicing that gratefulness is just going to help this field of flowers and fertility just to sprout up all over the place. Yes. or abundance. Abundance, basically. It's just
1: all over. Mm. And anything that'll make you feel that, thank you, that's what's manifested. So the choosing a feeling is so smart because you don't have to get specific. A lot of times we try to get specific and a lot of goals books tell you to get specific. They're all wrong. Do not get specific if you don't have to. Get Mm -hmm. a feeling. You already created a lot, okay? Yeah. Get the feeling of thank you. And trust me, you're going to attract things in your life to make you say, thank you. Thank you. This is what happened when I manifested. Okay, I'm going to just give you all a story. Yes. So I remember when I I went to Houston for the first time. And we were. I started a new position, and I was excited about it because I'm learning new things. Like I'm, I'm ready to learn. I'm, I'm out of my old habits. I was successful over here. Now I'm ready to try something new. I'm ready to start. So it was challenging. It was tough. I needed money at that time. It was the very Mm -hmm. beginning. So I'm in. Uh, I'm with my friend now. Me and my friend. We, we do music. We always freestyling. He always talking about <laughs> higher thoughts. He always talking about yachts and boats. He love these ideas, right? Okay, so okay. the way I am, I pick up on energy and I amplify the energy I'm around. So, well, I'm, I'm just enjoying my life. And I remember one day I'm running a group. I got a, I got a big group that I, that I run where we talk about mental science and then we go deeper into this. So I'm talking to my group. And I remember after I got off the phone with the group, I'm like, I want money, and it was just so crystal clear. I said, I want money. I want a lot of it, and I don't want to work for a while. I want a lot. Yeah. I want a lot of money.
0: Like I, now, I want to be free, but, uh, right? So check,
1: check this out. Check this out. Two days later. Two days later, after I said that, I'm, I'm talking about explosive emotion. I said, it, and I felt it. After I said that, two days later. $21,000 got deposited in my account from a company that was not supposed to deposit it there. They call me. They, they want the money back, but they right. say, it's nothing we can do. Keep it. What? 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 Josh. I'm not joking. This sounds I can't, so crazy. I can't even make it up. It's the, the people, the people- what? In the- I'm telling you, $21,000, I'm in tears. I'm, I'm, I'm in the parking lot screaming. I'm like,
0: You're like, whose money is this? Am I going to jail? What's
1: happened? <laughs> yeah, at first I was thinking that. I'm like, But I knew what I was feeling. See, when you know what you vibrate and you know what you intentionally feeling and intentionally putting in the world, when it comes, you know it's yours.
0: Oh, that thank you, thank you, thank you that you were doing, Boom. You know, and that's a great example. And I have a story damn near exactly like that. So that's why I believe something similar. Okay. I'm going to tell y'all real quick what happened. So I, um, I was a member of this church when I was living in Dallas and I had a, you know, I was one of those, as we call them, $40,000 millionaires. Like I had a little doggie that I carried in my purse and I bought a, a Jaguar and, you know, just like, it was my first gig, like out of grad school, out of college. So I'm thinking I'm doing big things. And um, so I joined this church and I knew that once I got stable, I always wanted to pay tithes because I'd seen my parents do it. They always pay tithes to um whatever church home that they were they were getting fed at and so Mm -hmm. did that for I don't know a couple years I guess a few years just didn't think anything of it I had direct deposit so I didn't even see that money and so um years and years and years passed I realized that my time in Dallas is coming to an end because I said I'm an artist I am not meant for this um eight by eight little jail cell cubicle as they call it but I felt like it was a cell and everything about my being nothing felt peace I mean I liked yellow and you know I remember when I wore bright colors because that's who I am y'all know that they were like oh my god she's not wearing gray or black I'm like girl I'm black enough like (laughs) I'm wearing colors my business suits are yellow so I that was just at that time like and and this was 2000 six maybe i had a big old afro like you you know i wear when i wear my natural hair it's this huge afro and i was told that that was unprofessional you need uh, you should straighten that out but this was before we had you know the the natural hair movement and people make having lawsuits and so that's another reason i was like Naja, you are showing being shown all these signs you don't belong so i'd met a friend um that lived in new york met a friend online that lived in new york They were from Memphis, I already knew them, from my hometown. They are like, hey, why don't you come visit? So I came to visit. My first time in Harlem, I was like, oh my God, this feels like home. Somewhere I had never been in my life ever, didn't know a soul, but one soul, barely there. And I said, oh my goodness, Naja, this might be the place where God, you, you might grow into the woman that God meant you to be here. And so everything that I started doing, when I got back to that little funky cubicle, was making the moves to go to um go to move because I was like, this is it. I don't know what I'm gonna tell my family. They pay for college, pay for grad school. I got this car. I got a dog. I can't take a dog to New York. I ain't even got nowhere to stay. Like all these thoughts. I'm like, oh my God. And so um I didn't have a big savings because again, I was living above my, it was leaving right at my means rather. Mm-hmm. I was living cute, but it's like, girl, you ain't got no, you got enough money for like two wigs <laughs> at the end of the month. You ain't got money for anything. So I was like, F it. Um, I'm going to leave my job. I'm leaving. I'm going to quit my job. I got a um gig doing dinner theater in Dallas. <laughs> so I was like, oh, you got this MBA, but you're doing a little dinner theater for $10 an hour. But I was so happy doing it. And so finally put the two weeks notice in, put all my things in Texas in storage. Cause I was like, if I fail, I'm gonna have all my stuff. I can come back. Um, <laughs> so get to Texas. I'm staying with my friend. My friend was like, listen, you can stay here a month, but you got to find your own place. Cool. So I'm like, yo, what am I going to do? I-, I don't want to get a re- quote unquote real job because I need my time. I need to figure out, am I going to go to auditions all day? Like what am I going to do? So, um, I'm same thing with you. I'm like, shit, like walking around beautiful Times Square, like so happy, trying not to look excited. You know how you get like, oh, the kid face. Like I'm so happy. Like this is all the shit I saw on TV. Yo, I get that notification. There was $27,000 in my bank account. $27,000. Do y'all know where that money came from? It came from, it said, um, and uh, you know, and this could be a thing. Because, like, I don't know why they would wait all those years, but I apparently they say that I had been sending my tithes and offerings to the church to some wrong account and it had accumulated. And so, in that one time, they sent me all that money back. And I just, I started crying. I said, Thank you, God. I said, God. I said, said, Oh my God. And I told my friend, I said, Babe, you ain't got to give me a month. I'm feeling, I'm out.
1: And I that said, is how you. it
0: works. That's how it works, and that's well, how I said, okay, Naja, this is where you're supposed to be, because who in the world, you know what, a church is gonna find a way to get their money. Oh yeah, so I, and, I point. can I yeah. can I
1: can I point something out? Absolutely, up? yes. Okay. So
0: that's why I believe your story because it happened to me too. Oh yeah, oh
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I want you. I want to point some things out about your story. Okay. Yes. You made a decision. Mm. Yes. This and is so small but that's it
0: yeah
1: once you make the decision then law of attraction comes into play Mm -hmm, And it don't mm -hmm. matter what it has to do. It's going to get you what you need to do the thing you're seeing. And were you not living in, were you not living in that place before you got there in your mind? Right. Right. I
0: absolutely was. Once I saw, once I got a glimpse of that place, I knew where I was. I didn't belong there. This is not for me. I knew what I needed to get to.
1: And you lived there emotionally and mentally more so than where you
0: were. Mm -hmm. for me it was discomfort for me it was um you know because that programming tells you hey you go to college you get a job that's it you get married you have 2.5 kids you marry a dude that's going to start balding by the time he's 38 and then that's your life (laughs) and I was just like that I don't know any of that shit that that sounds appealing to me (laughs) so I think for me it was um the discomfort because there's like a natural inherent other thing that was pulling at me, mm-hmm. and so you know just mm-hmm. attracting, not knowing what I was attracting, but I sure knew what I didn't.
1: You knew what you what, didn't what I didn't want.
0: want. Yes. I,
1: I, so I want I want everybody to really listen to that part of the conversation because this is what I this is what we teach. You have to. This is why it's beautiful to have negative experiences because mm-hmm. you have to know what you don't want so clearly that what you want becomes just as clear yeah. it's, it's contrast it's polarity <laughs> you have to see what you don't want and feel it totally mm. in order to clearly define where you want to go and then yeah. once you decide where you want to go it's not confusing at all but before that it's like uh, maybe maybe not um, once you get to that point it's like i, I know, know this is not i important. know
0: for a fact i don't want this
1: and I want that, something else. There we go. That's yeah. the decision. That's the creation. That's when it lights up. And that's when the attraction happens. This is what most people are not doing when they apply law of attraction. If mm-hmm. you go to any story that works like that, you will see a moment when they knew what they didn't want. Yeah. And then they made a decision what they did want. And then miraculous things started happening almost if by magic. And it's then like they get miracles right. to happen to go over there. It happens 100% of the time. What, see, I wonder, I was one of those people because when I was younger, I had a lot of uncertainty. I wanted certainty. I'm like, I want yes. to be certain about my circumstances. Same
0: way with me. Yes.
1: So the only thing that made me certain after I looked around was spirit and mind. I'm like, this is creates everything. Once I studied enough, I said, the mind creates everything. I need to be good at this. So that's why I went on the path of learning mental science because I wanted certainty. I found the, and I always wanted stuff to happen every time. I wanted the, I wanted, I want the consistency. I want the (laughs) the thing that is guaranteed to work. And the only thing that was guaranteed to work, as I saw, was when the mental did certain things. Mm -hmm. Every single time somebody, my mom, my dad, or anybody wanted something, they first knew what they didn't want so clearly that they made a new decision every single time. Mm -hmm. And once I saw that that occurred over and over. I said, well, that's what I got to do. I need to put myself into the experiences of life and get the taste of what I want and what I don't want. And if I'm in a quote unquote negative circumstance, I'm excited because something's right. about to happen. I know I'm not going to be here. And
0: saying, I don't I'm feel peace and balance here. Right, because it's like, I know I don't feel peace nor balance here. I know this is not where I'm going to be fertile or creative or become the best, the God version of me. And I'm like, this is, this is about to be wrapped up. I'm like, let me start packing now because it's about Believe to be a wrap yes it's
1: done, it's done. Woo, Josh, I, feel your back
0: like I I literally feel like man you could do like two or three episodes together uh this was so amazing i know i told you know guys i told josh i said listen i, I booked you for an hour but we're probably gonna go 40 minutes we've gone so far over that but you guys see like we just couldn't stop the conversation but one thing josh can you tell everybody how to connect with you what you offer Um, and how to find you online.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for this. Uh, You can find me on all social media channels as Josh the Shaman. That's what I am on Instagram. That's what I am on YouTube. That's what I am on uh, TikTok. Um, I have a Discord group. That is the one place you can find me. It's in my Discord group. It's the only place you can find me so on my TikTok, he is very
0: active in that discord group you guys uh uh because that's how i connected
1: with him and i'm a part of that
0: group as well so
1: absolutely if you go into that discord group i'll set up a one-on-one call with you and we'll see what's best for you so get into that group that discord group you can find it on a tiktok link you can find it on the youtube links you can find it on my instagram links just follow me there and you'll you'll we'll, we'll go deeper we'll go deeper
0: Yes. Yes. Well, Josh, the shaman, thank you so much for joining. I know I'm crazy with Najah Hall and our audience from me and on behalf of the audience, everybody let's give Josh, raise a round of applause. Yes. Thank so you, listen, thank everybody you shout out to everybody that stuck around with us for this long. If you would, I want you guys to send me a note and just let me know one of the most important nuggets that you learned from today's podcast. I was about to say from today's lesson, it was a lesson though. Just shoot me a note and let me know. And make sure you go and find Josh on each and every one of his social media channels. Everywhere, book a session with him. Um, comment heart emojis. Tell him Naja sent you just so that he can know that there is love over here. And you all keep being wonderful, keep being great. I will see you every other Tuesday, everywhere your favorite podcasts are, th- are streamed. This has been another episode of I Know I'm Crazy with Naja Hall. I Know I'm Crazy. I Know I'm Crazy. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. Nigel Hall.